Alhamdulillah Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah We begin our uh, session on the Q&A I want to say a few words Just a few words with regard to these sessions Which I call my usul The first of them is You ask me a question and I will answer you inshallah I will answer you to the best of my ability, to the best of the, what I know. And what I don't know, inshallah, I will make a note of that and I will find out and answer you later. The purpose of answering is that, simple that, which is answering. The purpose of answering is not to argue with you or to convince you or to bring you around to my way of thinking or anything like that. So, take my answer or leave it. It is your life. You are welcome to take your decisions as you want. So I want this to be clear inshallah. You can ask me anything you like and my principle is you ask me anything you want and I will answer anything I want. So <laughs> that way <laughs> both of us are safe. So let us begin. First question. Yes, Omar. So there is a lot of information out there on the internet. Uh, I myself am someone that uh, finds myself listening to lectures online a lot. Uh, but sometimes it's difficult, especially for those of us who are not, you know, on island, we don't have a ton of this sort of knowledge to sort through what is good information and what is bad. So how can people like us sort through that and navigate the uh, navigate that space? Okay. That's a very, very nice question. Omar Yakti is asking this question, saying that there's a lot of inter information out, out there on the internet, meaning information about Islam. And uh, he says that he likes to listen to a lot of lectures. But the question is that he says, I'm not an alim. So I do know that not all information is authentic. So how do I sort it out and discover and decide what is good and which is not good? So I don't get misguided. I think that's a very good question. And I think that's a very common issue with a lot of people. The simple answer to that is, it's like saying, how can I learn to swim without swimming? You can't. As simple as that. How can you learn to sort out the good from the bad without knowing the usul? You cannot. So some amount of basic fundamental knowledge of Islam is required in order to be able to sort out between what is good and what is not. There's no, there's no shortcut to that. I wish there was. And I would say, take Tylenol three times a day, you are fine. No, it's... Right? It won't happen. So some basic fundamental knowledge of Islam, of the principles. Again, you don't need to be an alim. You don't need to go to a Islamic university and graduate. I mean, that doesn't hurt. But even if you don't do that, it doesn't matter. But in order to be able to differentiate between what is correct and what is incorrect, you have to know the principles. And this applies to anything. We are talking here about Islamic knowledge, but it applies to absolutely anything. Uh, you talk to me about... Uh, you know, uh, say mechanics, for example, I mean, motorcycling, you talk, talk to me about motorcycling. If I know nothing about motorcycles, if I've never ridden a motorcycle in my life, then I have no clue what you are saying, whether it is right or wrong. How do I decide? How do I decide? Right. And if, you, if somebody is saying some way out thing and if he says it to you, like you are a motorcyclist, in one second, you will say, no, 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 hold on, hold on. This doesn't work, right? There's no way this can happen. You are talking through your hat. You can say that because you know something about motorcycling, but somebody tells talks about motorcycling to someone who doesn't know anything about it, he doesn't know, maybe it's right, maybe it's wrong. So it is very important to understand the basics of our religion. 
Now, let me give you a very quick thumb. This is by no means, uh, don't even consider it to be a complete lesson. It is not. But just a quick thumbnail uh, point, right? So I'm, I, I will just put some flags. First flag. Anyone says anything which looks or sounds remotely like shirk, leave it out. No matter how far away, it, how far-fetched it looks, anything that has even the slightest smell of shirk, anything that remotely looks like shirk, leave it, right? Discard it. Now, what is shirk? Shirk is to join partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in any aspect of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In his zat, in his person, in his sifat, in his attributes, in his af'al, in his actions. Anyone who says anything which remotely looks like that. For example, if somebody says that, you know, Alhamdulillah, uh, we believe in Allah, one God, we don't worship anyone other than that. But, you know, if, if I really want something very badly, and I, I can go to the grave of a saint and I can... I'm not praying to the saint, I'm just standing there by the grave and I'm saying, please make dua to Allah for me uh, to get married, right? Or to get a job or to get another motorcycle or something, right? Now, this is shirk because you are asking from asking help from the ghaib, which is the, this, this person, this so-called saint is not, in, he's not alive, he's, 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 he's in the alam al-barzaq, right? And you're asking help from him. Uh, you're going to that grave. You ask, you're talking to him. Did he even know? If you're talking to him in English, for example, did he even know English? I mean, he died, he died 500 years ago. Did he even know English? Right? Uh, and you are talking to him and saying, please ask Allah. Or you're talking to him in Arabic and this guy was not, not Arab. He didn't know Arabic. Whatever it was, right? So the point here is, come, 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 come. come so the point here is that anything that resembles that, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's tawheed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, what is our aqidah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is unique. When we say Allah is one, we don't mean one as in a number. It, Allah is not one, Allah is unique. Qulu Allahu ahad wahid. Ahad, right? Allah did not say Qulu Allah wahid. So when we say He's one, He's one without a two. So is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is unique. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, there is no one like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in any aspect of himself. So first rule, if you want to differentiate between right and wrong, leave anything that looks like shirk in any way. Whether it's in terms of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as being unique and worthy of worship only, or whether it's in terms of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can and cannot do, what, what we need from anyone, we ask anyone other than Allah, right? Any of these things, leave those. Number two, anything that looks like denying the position, the magnificence, the, sta the, the status of Rasulullah again, leave it. If somebody says, you know, this hadith and all that, I mean, it's okay, the Quran is the book of Allah, I mean, hadith, what is hadith? I mean, you know, uh, people, people, people wrote something and la hawla This is kufr. Right? Stay far away from this thing. No, no, no. We, we do not. Rasulullah has a very, very special position. And this is the position of the Rasul, the messenger of Allah. It is not because of the individual. It is the position that is given to the Rasul, the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is unique. Nobody can take that. 
to believe that Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is the last and final messenger after whom there is no messenger to believe that he was he spoke the truth to believe that he received wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is and to love him more than we love any other human being this is a pillar of islam somebody who does not do that has left islam so anyone is disrespectful of the prophet sallallahu in any way stay far away at the same time somebody who in the name of loving the Prophet ﷺ or respecting the Prophet ﷺ raises him to a level which is beyond that of, of being a messenger. For example, if somebody says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala went in Miraj, I'm telling you things people actually say. I'm not making this up. There are people who say this stuff. So stay far away. Supposing somebody says, and I'm saying supposing, but people do say this. You see, he went in Miraj and then after Sidratul Muntaha, he went and in front of him was Allah and he saw Allah. And there was a curtain and the curtain lifted. And on that side of the curtain was the same entity. On this side of the curtain was the same entity. And so what are you saying? You are saying that Rasulullah was a part of Allah? People say this. So now why are they saying that? Because they say, no, no, no. You see, Muhammad was so fabulous that he could not have been a human being. Now, isn't this exactly what the Christians said about Jesus? Right? They say, he can't be a human being. This is God. Or this son of God. We are saying the same thing about the Prophet. So, what is the difference? So, anyone raises the level of the Prophet beyond the level of being a messenger of Allah, leave that. Anyone who does not give him the respect that is due to him as the messenger of Allah, leave that. Right? Number two. Number three. Anyone who raises anyone else to the level of the messenger of Allah or beyond that or to the level of Allah describes and ascribes divine characteristics and divine characters and divine strengths to people who were human beings in the name of saints or imams or this or that, leave all that. Leave all that. There are people who say all kinds of stuff. I don't want to go into the, all the details of what they say, but they say all sorts of stuff. Leave that. We don't follow any of that stuff. Right? Fourth thing, anyone who talks the language of division, trying to divide Muslims, these people are like this, those people are like that, and you know this person who does that is a kafir and so on and so forth, leave that. We do not need the language of division. We say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. We are one. Anyone who says La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah meaning anyone who believes that, anyone who prays in the direction of the Qibla and anyone who eats what we slaughter, as far as we are concerned, this person is a Muslim and we will treat them well and we will be good to them and we will not uh, treat them as enemies. So anyone who talks that language, because there are a lot of people who talk like this stuff, right? Stay far away. Right? Stay far away from anyone who criticizes other people without, in public. Like just today it happened. Somebody called me, sent me a message and then they called me also. They said, uh, so and so wants to talk to you and ask you about such and such a sheikh. Can I give him your number? I said, I don't talk about anybody. So please don't give my number. He wants to know what you think of that sheikh. I said, I don't even know what I think about myself. So how will it? 
Seriously, I mean, how will I tell you what I think about it? I have no time. I have no time to think about this one and that one. I, I am concerned about myself. I want to make sure I don't go into the hellfire, right? So I'm not interested in this sheikh or that sheikh or somebody, you know, what will happen to him? What do I care? I don't care. Whatever happens to him, that's between him and God. Between him and Allah. Not my, not my problem. My, I am my problem. I am my problem. So I want to solve my problem, which means I want to make sure that I don't land up in the, in the wrong place. So I'm concerned about myself. So don't ask me any questions. So that is another thing to see. So when you are listening to lectures and so on and so forth, watch for these things. Right? Another final thing is, where it concerns usul of fiqh. This is halal, this is haram and so on. Now those things, general things which we know, if somebody says pork is haram, pork is haram you don't have to have a second opinion on that. If somebody says cannabis is, is haram, even though it is legal here, it is haram. I mean somebody, somebody passes a law making something which Allah made haram into halal, doesn't make it halal. Right? Interest-based banking, all, all kinds of interest-based transactions are haram. The whole world can get together and say it is haram, it doesn't change it. What Allah has ruled is ruled. So these you don't have to worry about. But other things, which are what we call in, in, in fiqhi terminology, furui masail, which is tertiary uh, questions. Right? Now those things, if you have a doubt, don't take it. Don't take what the person says and start applying it. If you have a doubt, Make a note of it, go and check with somebody who you trust, who knows the right answer, and then you decide what to do with that. Right? So this is the sort of broad rule of how to deal with information on the internet, uh, which uh, when you don't have the tools to deal with that. So as I said, first of all, get the tools. If you have no tools at all, then you are toast. I mean, you, you don't want to get into that. But while you get those tools, here is some quick ones right uh, two more things I want to say the issue of how do you deal with difference of opinion somebody says there is a difference of opinion in this matter there is a difference of opinion between this scholar and that scholar or this imam and that imam there may be a difference of opinion on a matter but there is no difference of opinion on obeying Rasulullah there is no difference of opinion on obeying what the Quran says so follow the Quran and the Sunnah. If there is a difference of opinion, there is no problem. But when there is a difference of opinion, it does not mean that we then pick something which we feel like following, which is pure nafs. So I'm in a difference of opinion. I'm not following an opinion which I know to be correct or which I know to... When there is a, when there is a hadith, you follow what Rasulullah said. Right? Uh, one of the classic ones, for example, recently I sent out a, a mail about haircuts, right? So the hadith is what? Rasulullah said, what, what today we call fades, right? Fades or shaving. So, so, so this part of the head is shaved and there's a, like, like the, old, the punks of the old days, they used to have this, you know, big like a coxcomb in the, in the middle of the head, right? So something like that. So it, it's... Now, it's not like a normal haircut, like, I mean, all of you guys here, your haircuts are fine because this is the way, there is on the side of the head, you will have shorter hair and in the, in the front there is longer hair, no problem, right? Or like uh, Sheikh Sufu has, you know, completely, it's uh, completely shaped, no problem, alhamdulillah. But if you have a haircut which is this way, you know, shaved here, shaved there, now this is haram, this is completely and totally private. 
Now in this context, somebody says, well, you know, there is a difference of opinion. This scholar said that, that's no, who, no matter who said what, what did the Prophet ﷺ say? He said it is prohibited. He said it is haram. So it is haram. Right? Now, one, somebody asked me a question. One of you guys from uh, UMass. He asked me a question. Is it, is it makro or haram? Now, one very important for, uh, thing to understand. If you ever ask that kind of a question, is it makro or haram? This itself, in, this in itself is a problem. Right? So, without giving you the answer, in itself, this kind of a question is wrong. Why is it wrong? Because the understanding of karaha, the understand, what is karaha? Karaha is disliked. By who? By Allah. So, understanding of karaha by the Sahaba was haram. The only thing is that Ibn Abbas, for example, one of the, one of the or if not the first uh, mufassir of the Quran who, who understood and who explained and the exegesis of the Quran. Ibn Abbas, when he was asked about a matter, he would say, if he wanted to say that something is haram, he would say, I don't know whether the person will find this in his good deeds or his bad deeds. Now, it sounds like a very vague thing, right? We don't know why. So, you might say, well, you know, why don't you just say what it is? But Ibn Abbas's point, his point was, what Allah has said haram in the Quran, other than that, I don't want to use the word haram. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Laham al-Khinzir, he said, Khamar, al-Khamar wal-Maisiru wal-Ansab wal-Azlam, Ritsu min amali shaitani fashtanibu. So, he said, the uh, all kinds of intoxicants, um, uh, all kinds of gambling, and then, uh, you know, fortune telling and all of that stuff. And then, of course, Laham uh, al-Khinzir, so the pork, uh, blood, dam, uh, which is which is blood and so on. So what Allah has made, other than that, he's, he used to say, I don't want to put myself in a position where I'm saying something is haram. I know it is haram, it is wrong, but we use the position. So they took this position of saying, they don't want to use the term haram, but it is haram, we know that. So they said, this is, there is karaha in that. Allah dislikes it. So the Sahaba, the way the Sahaba understood was, if somebody, if something was considered as disliked, they considered it as haram, they didn't do it. Now, later on, what happened with people was that they got into this thing. Of They said, well, you know, okay, so what? But the word haram has not been used. So, it is okay. It is not okay. It is not okay. It is prohibited means it is prohibited. Because, think about it like this. For example, smoking is a classic one, tobacco, right? So, people say, is it haram or is it makro? Now, there are many ulama who have said it is haram. There are many ulama who have said it is makro. And even in makro, in the Hanafi fiqh, there, is, there are two grades of makro. There is makro tahrimi and makro tanzihi. So, makro tahrimi is very close to haram. Just, you know, like, like one degree less. And makro tanzihi is the other side. So, it is, uh, I won't say it is one degree, you know, almost halal. But it is not that prohibited. So people say, so now my point is, you smoke all your life and then you're standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, what did you do? No, no, you see, I did not do haram, but I did something which is almost haram. You want to be in that position? As simple as that. I mean, is, is that what you want to do? On the day of judgment, you want to say to Allah, you know, I knew you didn't like it, but ah, it's okay. You know, you didn't like it that badly, right? I mean, you, you, you disliked a little bit, so you know, it's okay. You want to do that? 
you think you can do that i mean i'm 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 joking but i'm saying so please the issue the question i ask myself is very simple my question is do i want to please allah or i don't want to please allah that's it keep it simple right what we call in in, in uh, public speaking we call it the kiss principle k i s s keep it simple stupid <laughs> right keep it simple don't complicate your life keep it simple what is the what is the simplicity do i want to please allah or i don't want to please allah you don't want to please allah go do what you want no no need to ask anybody anything but if you want to please allah then always err on the side of god if allah does not like i will not do it i don't care which sheikh has what opinion i don't care who says this one said it is ah la 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 leave all that because that guy who is talking all that stuff is not going to come with me into my grave i am going into my grave alone you are going into your grave alone we are going to be resurrected alone we are going to stand before allah alone we are going to be questioned alone we are going to answer the questions alone and from there we will go into where we have to go alone so let us remember that all of these smart characters in this world not one will come with us so leave them leave them right allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said falawla idha balaghatil hulqum wa antum an wa antum wa nahnu akhrabu ilayhi minkum walakin la tusiruna allah said when the breath is stuck in the throat you are standing there watching and you cannot do anything and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is close to you and you cannot see him all the people in the world all the good ones the bad ones the ones you love the ones you don't love together they cannot make you live together they cannot even make you die they cannot even help you to die easily if you are struggling may allah save us from this if in the state of nada in the state of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said the wajaat sakaratul mauti bil haqq the sakrat of mouth allah said will come this is true so if we have be asked allah to save us from that but if we are in stuck in that sakrat of mouth all the people in the world together cannot ease our path you will suffer so what is the point in trying to please these people who cannot do anything for us neither good nor bad they can't harm us they can't help us so stick with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his analysis nanu akrabu ilayhi minkum walakillatu sirun allah we are close to them you cannot see alhamdulillah so stick to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inshallah allah will take care of us right